So we have been in a series for a few weeks called Alive with Christ. Um, we'll start in Galatians 2.20. If you want to look at that verse, Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by, the faith, by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life with which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In the New Living Translation, it says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In the Amplified Classic, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, the Messiah, lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. In the Passion Translation, it says this, My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and, I, and no longer lives, for the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the Anointed One lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by faith, by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. The last part of that uh, 20th verse in the, the Passion Translation, it says, My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. So I want you to see two parts of that. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. You know, a lot of people look to different areas, different philosophies, different teachings, uh, different hobbies, different things they follow to empower them. They, they look to things that they try to draw strength from in life. But this is the, the, the reality, the true life, it comes from the Son of God. Our lives should be empowered by faith in the living God, not by any of these other things. They are counterfeits. It doesn't matter you know, you can look, you can be involved in different areas, um, you know, uh, different 
um, you know, ways of exercising or, or things, different hobbies and different things, but we shouldn't draw our strength from them. They should be supplements or uh, additions to our life. They shouldn't be the driving force for our life. There's a difference. You know, people will look at certain um, groups or, or certain activities and they'll be like, well, this, this is my life. This is what I draw. You know, if I didn't have this, I don't know what I would do. And we got to watch that. We don't want to put anything above God. We don't want to put anything in front of our relationship from, with Him. And we don't want to put anything uh, at a place where we are acting as if that's our God. See, your God is what determines what you do. Uh, and there, in this day and age, people would say, well, you know, well, we don't have idols or we don't have gods, you know, things that, uh, well, I mean, idols is a good, good way of saying it, things that determine what you do. Whatever determines how you behave, that's a god in our life. Does that make sense? It doesn't matter. We may not, we would say, well, we don't, we don't call it that. It's not an idol. Well, when you make a decision, what determined how you made that decision? That's how we can ferret out some of these things. Do I see something in my life that I really, you know, well, I was supposed to go to church, but this, this, this was going on. Well, what determined how I made that decision? You know, people will make decisions to move halfway across the United States or halfway across the world for a job. Well, that's fine, but what, what uh, determined why you were moving? Was it the job? Was it the income? Well, it, it, it paid double. Okay. Was that where God was telling you to go? Because if it paid double and that's the reason you moved, what was dictating why you moved? Money. Then what does that mean? What does that mean? That was, di that was telling me what to do. What does that really mean? Was it God that was, what, what, why I was determining uh, where I was going or was it, what, you know, it, it's a no-brainer. It's, it's an increase. I mean, this is double the pay. No-brainer? Wait a minute. Then let's go back. So that means if there's enough money involved, then that'll dictate what I do. What if, you know, well, I mean, they were going to put me on this show. I mean, they were going to give me all these. I, I was going to be introduced to so-and-so, so I had to take this job. Wait a minute. What dictated what you just did? What did God tell you to do it? No, I mean, this was just good for business. Says who? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, we start putting it, and this is not, this isn't really where we're going completely, but this is not to put condemnation on us. It's just to put our, you know, the finger on how do we make decisions? What is, what is empowering us? What is driving us to do certain things? What is it? Because if it's anything but Him, if it's anything but our reliance on, our faith in God, then we're getting set up to put our pressure and put our reliance and our trust in something that will fail. It will fail. It's just a matter of time. Anything that is man-made can fail. People will fail you. God will not. The most sure thing in the world is the Word of God and what He said. Anything else, you know, somebody promised you uh, a job and you're going to go and 
move to another country because, you know, you're going to make money. You realize that can be gone tomorrow? It happens all the time. Well, people wouldn't do that to me. Are you kidding me? People do it all the time. They're not concerned with you. A lot of most people are not concerned with other people. They're concerned with themselves. So if we put our reliance on something and God has not uh, prompted us to do it, we're putting ourselves, our, our life in the hands of people. That's not a good place to be. On the other hand, if we, if, if we do something because God's told us to do something now, you're on should, sure footing. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Amen. So anyway, it says that we would, our new life, he said, my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. It's empowered. That means it's the driving force. My life is empowered. What is power? I mean, when your car is powered, that means that's how it's moving. Your power, it's powered by an engine, and that engine is fueled by gasoline or, or some other, you know, maybe it's an electric car, but it is fueled by something, but the power that moves the wheel is the real driving force. Well, how is our life powered? It should be faith in the Son of God. Anything else is, it may look like the wheels are moving, but it's not going to be the real driving force. It's not the way it's supposed to happen. You can get out and push your car. It's a lot harder than the engine working, but you could get it moving. You could probably run it on something else for a little bit, you know, uh, the, wrong, the wrong type of gasoline or whatever. It could work, but it's not the way it's supposed to be powered. You know, you have different levels of the gasoline. There's one, there's one your, your car is only supposed to take premium. Well, you can run it on the lower end, but it, eventually it's going to catch up with you. We're not supposed to run our life on all these man-made things. We can learn from concepts. There's nothing wrong with drawing, you know, on, there's, there's learning that we can do. Schooling's not bad. It, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just what drives our decisions. It's supposed to be that God is on top and these other things are subordinate, so they are tools to help us do what God has told us to do. Not the other way around. And see, it's so easy to get it switched to where we're letting uh, what we've learned from men start dictating what we think about God. Do you realize a lot of people are in that? They judge God based on what they learned in school. That's a real, well, we haven't found this out, so that means the word of God's wrong. That's a really bad place. You're judging the word of God based on what we know in humanity. That's, I'm sorry, but that's foolish. Are, are, there, are there not a whole lot of things that we just don't have a clue about as a society. I think any honest person would say, of course. Okay, so then we're going to judge the God's word based on something very limited, which is our knowledge, and is changing all the time. Well, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand how that could be. So people say, well, that means God's word's false. Over and over, God's word has proven to be true. Well, we don't understand. We don't see that happening in this geographic area. And then later, years later, they realize, oh, the Bible was actually right. That was going on in that area. It was an actual historical account, not just a story that somebody made up. So we want to be empowered by the life of God. Notice the last, well, we'll read, we'll read the sentence and get to the last part of it. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, 
who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. And we're talking about being alive with Christ. And this is what we want to focus on tonight. The empowerment and the life of God being in us and empowering our lives. Our lives. We're supposed to be empowered to live this life, not just by anything, but by his life. It's not supposed to be anything else. Anything else, some people fuel their life, you know, in worst case, they're fueling it by drugs or they're fueling it by alcohol. Well, how many of you know that's going to run out? They're fueling it by caffeine. Well, you know what? If you, if you drink too much caffeine, it's going to mess with your body. Not saying, you know, you can't have some caffeine, but hey, we should not become reliant on anything external. Some people fuel their lives by other crutches. They, they, they're, trying, they're relying on something that they got to get that fixed or they're not going to be going. How many of you know that stuff will catch up? But you know what we're talking about here? This, talk about renewable energy. This is renewable energy. This never runs out. God is not ever tapped. His power is never tapped. Period. I mean, as far as you know, when somebody draws on his power, it's not like the lights in heaven dim because, you know, you're drawing, well, there's too many people praying at once. That's just not the case. He is limitless. So if you draw on limitless, if you have infinite resources and you take some out of that infinite resources, you still have infinite resources. And that's God. So when we pull from him, we can pull from him and we can pull from him, and we can pull from him, and we can pull from him, and guess what? There's more than enough for tomorrow, and there's more than enough for next week, but we are supposed to be drawing on that power. We're, you talk about the Energizer Bunny, you know, you've seen those commercials years ago. I don't even know if they probably still have them in some form. Been a while since I've seen one, but you know, the Energizer Bunny just keeps going and going and going and going. Do you realize we're supposed to be like that in life? We're not supposed to get in certain situations. Now, we've all been tempted. We've all succumbed to things where we probably bump, bumped up against something and we are tempted to feel discouraged or down. Well, those are just temptations. Just because the temptations come to us don't mean we have to give in to them. Do you realize we're supposed to be drawing on the power of God so much that we become just a force that no matter what comes up in life, that force is empowering us to just steamroll whatever's coming up. Yeah, it's something that in the natural, you start to feel drained. But we're only going to feel drained if there's nothing coming in. If you've built yourself up to a certain level and, and something drains the, the life out of you, the only way it can drain out of you is if there's no power coming in. If there's power coming in and you're getting pulled on, because you will, this life will drain you. How many people know that? You don't have to raise your hand. I know everybody knows it. You just go through your day, it will drain you. Just interacting with people will drain you. Just interacting with systems and organizations will drain you. A amen. amen. And that's not a bad confession. It's just you're dealing with this natural world, this fallen world that's bent on negativity and people are selfish. If, you know, they're, they're, they're living for themselves, they're, they're, not, they're not doing things according to God's word, by, by and large. We have systems that are built on, um, you know, sometimes the, the world's system, well, all the time the world's system is not geared toward things of God. It's, 
It's geared toward focusing on what you can see and feel and touch. And so when we come into contact with those things, it's going to drain you. The thing is, what, has, what is in us and what are we relying on? Because the only way we're going to start feeling drained is if there's nothing, we're not drawing on anything internally. But if we are, if something pulls out of me, but I got 10 times that coming on the inside, is that going to drain me? It's like, you know, you, if you got a bubbling brook and you take a teaspoon of water out of it and it's constantly, you know, it's flowing pretty good and you take a teaspoon out of it and go like this, you're not going to notice it. But, you know, if you have a cup of water and you take a teaspoon out of it, you may not see it completely, but if you take a few teaspoons, it's going to go down and you're, if, depending on how big the cup is, you're going to see it go down. Why? There's nothing coming in. There's nothing flowing in. So if this is what you have and you filled it up and walked away, as you take out of it, you're going to see it go down and there's nothing coming in and it's going to start, it's going to look, because it's true, like the cup is being drained. But you know what? We're not supposed to live where we're just, everything's going out of us. That means we're not drawing on this principle right now that we're supposed to be letting the power of God and the life of God flow through us. So then as things go out of us, there's all that coming in and we just stay level and full of His power. Let's, let, let's uh, read some other scriptures. Second Corinthians uh, 13, 4. Let's look at that. Second Corinthians 13, 4. It says, for though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. So it's, it starts out saying, talking about Jesus, for though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by what? The power of God. And he said, for we are also weak in him. And you, in and of yourself, you're weak. You, in and of you, the spirit within you, I'm talking about naturally speaking, your flesh, your natural mind, you're weak. But the, the, the part of us that's been born again is our spirit man on the inside. The spirit is very real. It's more real than what we can see. The spirit realm is more rare, real than the natural realm because the spirit realm created this natural realm. But you can't sense the natural or the, the spiritual realm with your natural senses. But it's more real. And the power of God is spiritual. It will affect the natural realm. But you have to perceive it spiritually. And it takes faith to do that. Because nothing that you walk around, like we were talking about, walking around in this realm, you're going to come in contact with natural, 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 natural. This study, uh, you know, what the markets are doing here, 
what the schools are doing or what the economy's doing or what the government's doing. Natural, 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 natural. There's nothing you know, in the natural world that's reminding you of the spiritual realm that's right behind all this. And so us naturally, our natural person is weak. And your flesh is decaying, the Bible said. That's not a bad confession. The Bible says, though, the outward man is decaying. The inward man is being renewed day by day. It's being renewed. It's being renewed. It's being renewed. It's being renewed. Praise God. But the natural man is decaying. It says here, we shall live. We are also weak in him, but we shall live by him or with him by the power of God toward you. How are we supposed to live? We're supposed to live by the power of God. We're supposed to live by the power of God. Where is that verse? I, I can't recall it, uh, that we were just saying, it renewed day by day. Anybody know that at the top of your head? Look it up real quick. We'll turn over there. Wouldn't, didn't have that in my notes, but... Four sixteen. Thank you. Second Corinthians four sixteen. Why don't you can you put that one up? It says therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Can you put can you go ahead and put the next few verses up, 17 and 18? Is that easy? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Next verse. <coughs> While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, the things that we see, they're subject to change. What does that mean? They're temporary, they're subject to change, which means whatever they're doing right now may not be what they're doing 10 minutes from now, or what they look like. Might not be what they look like tomorrow. So if something, look, if something can get worse, it can get better. So if we go by the things we see, we're going to be up and down. Because the things we see are temporal. They're temporary. They're, we know that, right? You can look at the markets. Woo, it looks like it's going up. Oh, but then something happens, and all of a sudden, stuff looks like it's going down. Well, that's how people, people can get panicked. They go, oh, no, this is, if it happens for a while, wait a minute, is this going to keep going down? Well, nobody knows. So people are led by fear. They start backing off, and then all of a sudden, oh, it levels out. Okay, now everything looks good. What's well, going down, down, down? It's not going to go up. Well, now it starts going up. Well, if it can go up, it can go down. If it goes up, it can, if it goes down, it can go up. But God doesn't go down and up. God is constant. And so we need to not look at this outward person. The outward is decaying. It, it can change. It's temporal. But the inward man is being renewed. Can you go back to verse 16? The inward man is being renewed day by day. What does that sound like? 
renewed day by day. That's power. That's uh, infusion of power. Renewed. Renewed. You know your inward man is not decaying. Your inward man is not growing old. Your inward man is going to be around forever. Your, old, your outward man is not. In the form it is now, it will not be around. It's decaying. It's getting older. But we are not just a natural being. We are a spiritual being. But it takes faith to perceive the spiritual realm. But if we'll look at the spiritual realm, we'll recognize our true source of strength and power. We're supposed to, as Christians, be drawing from that power, that... Re that um, it starts with God, it originates with God, but our, our inward man is alive to God. We have the Spirit of God on the inside. So as we tap in to that power that comes through our inner man, it can affect our outer man. And our outer man can be quickened, can be given life through that power that's coming through the inner man. Your life can be infused with the strength of God all the time. Now, that doesn't mean you're never going to die. Like we say, the outward man is decaying, but it can be strong and it can continue to be quickened. And so even though overall you're decaying, you can still be strong for 70. You can still be strong for 80. It doesn't mean you're going to live forever. We can't live forever on this earth. That's, you know, that's, that's taking this too far, but we can be strengthened. Our mind can be, be strengthened. Our emotions can be quickened. We can re be renewed to what the Word of God says so we can be drawing on His strength when? All the time. We can be sitting in a meeting and the stuff that's going on, our, we're tempted to be like, oh my, you kidding me. And it just, you know, you, you can just feel the, the stuff just sapping out of you, but you can say, but God's on the inside. God, you know what to do about this. And we can be drawn. So it's, it, we can just feel that. They're, they're pulling. It's, it's just kind of sapping. But we can just say, yeah, but God is here. There's an unseen realm right now. And I am going to draw on that strength that's coming through my spirit into my natural realm. And so even though that's going out, we can just be conscious of that force coming. And we don't have to be drained. We can be actually walk out of that meeting. We're going to whip this thing. What does that take? That takes faith. Because if you go by what you see, you can be drained. Now, people can have faith. People that really succeed on the earth are people of faith, even if it's natural, but it's natural human faith. They're not faith in the Word of God, or faith, Bible faith is based on what God has said and done. But people that just, you know, are going to keep going in the face of stuff, they have a faith that they're going to win, even if they see stuff that isn't working. They're, that's a natural human faith. And that's going to go further than no faith at all. Some people look and say, well, we're never going to win. Well, that's having none, no faith. But faith in God's word is faith in what we can see here. Faith in what he said. That will never fail. See, somebody can believe they're going to win and they, that'll go, that'll help them. But how many know you can believe all you want, you're going to win and you can still lose something that's insurmountable physically can kill you. You can believe all day. Yeah, will that help your attitude, help your body fight? But you know what? Without supernatural invention or intervention, people still die. You can believe, they can believe they're going to win, they're going to believe they're going to win, and they die. But when we know what God's Word says, that we can have authority and victory over sickness, then that will not fail so we can still make it through. See, that is faith in the Bible. 
That's when we believe the Word of God and we believe He's empowering me. Now, how many of you know the power of God can crush any sickness? Like that. We talk about the reservoir of God's power. You just have a little blip of that power contact your body that comes through your spirit. Boom, it's gone. And the more power that comes through our body and that we let go, that's how fast things happen. Do you realize we are all dealing with a measure of His power right now? The fact that when you cut your finger when you're in the third grade that you look down and it's not still bleeding is a representation of God's power. We all have a, a measure of His power just built into our body that that healing power is working. It's set into our body. We say, well, that's normal. No, that's God's, that's God's life. Now, what happens if you dial that up 10 degrees, you know, 10 times? Well, now something that took Seven days to heal can heal in a day. What if you dial it up a thousand times? Well, now something that happened can happen instantaneous. It's just the amount of power that comes onto the situation. But it's resident, it's available. The power of God is real. The power of God, you know, when we're feeling, you know, we should take care of our bodies, we should get rest, and it, I'm not condoning us being foolish and just going without sleep over and over, that's going to catch up with you. But what if we, you know, we've been doing what we know to do, and, you know, a lot of things are taxing us. You know, we can, we can rely on the Spirit of God to quicken us and rely on His, His power infusing us, and if we'll focus on and draw on it, you can be refreshed. You don't even need an energy drink. That's one way to do it, but you can rely and pull on the power of God, and it can infuse you. Look at Romans 8, 11. In every area, we can be infused with His power and live by His power. It says there, If, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Now this is exactly of, about, this is what we've been touching on. Notice all these phrases, let's go through it. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead. God Almighty, His Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead. To raise the Christ from the dead, he was crucified. All hell was trying to keep Jesus down. So the power that raised Christ from the dead, how much, the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, how much power is that? That's, all the power of hell was trying to keep that from happening, and yet it happened. That's the power that we're talking about here. Now notice what it says, if the, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells where? In you. In you. Everybody say, in me. In me. See, the spirit of the one who raised Christ from the dead dwells in us as Christians he said, if the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. 
See, that Spirit of God within us, through our spirit, it will also, not just quicken us spiritually, will give life to our mortal bodies. Well, His life, His life is what is quickening us and keeping us alive. What is keeping your heart beating right now? Well, it's just, you know, that's the mystery of life. Well, how does that happen? Because they, nobody's rep reproduced that, you know, created that life force. Well, it's just the heart beating. Well, what's keeping the heart beating? Well, you know, it's the energy pulses. Okay, what's doing that? The spirit within a person, when the, when the spirit is gone, the body is dead, is lifeless. The spirit of God is what is that life that is keeping us moving, and if that spirit is infusing us with life, it says that spirit can give life to our mortal bodies. How? Through his spirit that dwells in you. How does the spirit, does the life uh, manifest in our life? It's through his spirit dwells in us. Where does the spirit of God dwell? He dwells in our spirit. Not in our flesh. Of course, our flesh, our, 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 our uh, body is housing our spirit, so you could say that. You know, it's the house of, our, of God. But the part of you, in other words, he doesn't dwell in your thumb, per se. It's just that your body has a thumb and your spirit's in your body, so yeah. But he's not dwelling in your eye. He's dwelling in your spirit, but that spirit within you that power can come in and that can affect your whole body. And it can affect, it can quicken your mind. And it can equip, that life, we can draw on that every part of every day. If we'll become conscious of it, if we'll become more aware that that's available, that will focus our mind when we're tempted to say, oh my goodness, what is going on here? And look and be tempted to see and feel if we'll say, yeah, but... His power's in me. His power's resident. That power can quicken us, can help us, can we can draw on it, and that's available always. Whenever there's a pressure, a sensation to be like, to, to get anxious, to get fearful, to get worn out completely, to feel like I can't go on, we need to renew our mind to say, wait a minute. This is an awesome verse to go over. If the spirit who dwells, or that raised Christ from the dead, dwells in me. That spirit, the same spirit who raised Christ from the dead, will also give life to my mortal body through his spirit who dwells in me. When you're laying there and you don't want to get up, your phone just went off. You're thinking, I don't want to get up. You can keep thinking, I don't want to get up. I am so tired. Oh, man, do I hurt. Oh. And you can think like that, or you can say, Lord, you are in me, and you're quickening my body right now. I thank you that my body's quickened. It's strengthened. It's being helped. Lord, I, I'm just believing you right now that my body's being quickened. It's, it's, it has life flowing through it. It's coming up, I, and I'm getting out of bed. But what am I doing? I'm drawing on that strength drawing on the quickening power of the Lord. How are we supposed to live? We're supposed to live by that power. 
That is supposed to be the power plant on the inside of us. That's supposed to be where we draw strength in every situation. If it's relational, God, you're showing me. That life of God is within me. I have the power to love you. If we say, oh my gosh, I want to knock you out, we can say, I love you. Praise God. I'm go I, you, know, you don't have to even say that, but you just by your actions are like, I am not going to do what I feel like doing right now. I am going to let, and that is a, that's a force on the inside of us going, I mean, we've all been there. You want to knock somebody out, and instead of that, we say, no, that power is resident in me. What's that power? Well, it's God. Well, what's God? God's love. So this doesn't work just in any given area. This is like, oh my gosh, I cannot stand that person at work. If they, if they say that one more time, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if I can take it. I say, I don't know. I, it's going to be all I can to keep my mouth shut. Well, you better change that. We need to change it to where I have a reservoir on the inside of me of God's love. And that never runs out. So even if it's tapped 50 more times a day, guess what? It's still a full source. So I'm going to believe that the power of God is resident in me to love this person. I am not going to let my witness, you know, be harmed because of this person's weirdness. Because then they're not going to just, everybody else is not going to just see what the other person, they might not even know what the other person did. They're just seeing my reaction. What does that do? Oh, yeah, that's the Christian guy. Look at that. And you know what? You know, they'll have help to do that because Satan will point it out. See, they, he'll keep them from seeing all the stupid stuff anybody else did. And as soon as you get up to say your mouth, he's like, watch this. So we don't need, that's not to put condemnation on us. That's just to say, look, I am going to act like the Bible is true, and I'm going to believe that the power of God is resident for me to walk in love. The power of God is resident to quicken my body, to me, to, for me to be strong. The power of God is resident to focus and to do an excellent job when I am working, that I have the life of God flowing. I, don't say, I don't know how to figure this. I don't know. How are we going to solve this problem? I just don't know. What we established, we don't know. Now we need the life of God to flow through us and give us some wisdom. But it's there. We're supposed to live by that. We're not supposed to be limited by the fact that we don't understand. Well, I got to start figuring out a solution. I got to start Googling it. Nothing wrong with Googling it, but we don't put that above. We should, the first thing we should do is pray and say, God, you show me. You help me. I know I have all resources in you. Now you show me what to do, and He may show you. Look this up, and boom, you have the answer a minute later. But we're supposed to be empowered, and we're supposed to let His life go through us. We are supposed to walk alive in Him, overflowing and just emanating that life. Amen.